welcome back to the Ghouls Room. We're your hosts. I'm Emmy. And I'm Julia. And we're excited to have you all here for another week of spooky crypt. Crim- <laughs> frick it. Just frick it. We're doing something different now, guys. We're doing something crazy. <laughs> it's a new intro. It's a new intro because we're... Off script. Off script. Because we're not bringing you your normal spooky and cryptic tales of monsters and ghosts. We are bringing you... True. A spooky Halloween folklore lore countdown extravaganza. And it's going to be so exciting and so fun because September hit and the summer's over. Summer, it's gone. It's no longer. (laughs) We don't know her. We don't know her. We don't want to know her anymore. (laughs) I'm done sweating. I'm done being freaking. I just. It's time. It's time for fall. Um. (laughs) But before we get started, we'd like to remind our listeners of our available social media pages where you can contact us with any questions, concerns, or story ideas that you may want to share with us. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at the ghouls room underscore in between each word. We have a Patreon that is called the ghouls room. We also have a Facebook, also shockingly called the ghouls room. And last but not least, we have a Gmail, and it is the Ghouls Room Podcast with a period in between each word where you can contact us. Um, on Patreon, we have a lot of great perks, and we're like offering some new things starting on, I don't want to curse it, but this episode, and it all goes to shit next episode, but we are record, we're video recording our podcast. For the first time, that's a lie. We have tried this actually like we four have, times, we have and it kept going horribly wrong. <laughs> and so I just kept like deleting any mention of it in the podcast because I was like, "Shit, we messed up again." So hopefully, it has worked. And if you want to see our bright, smiling faces, you can. It'll be for tiers three and four on Patreon. It'll be a lot of fun if it works. Kind of thing. So. <laughs> fingers crossed. Like we had a lot of. We didn't think fingers anyone crossed. would sign up to our Patreon until way later. So yeah, it's very shocking to have, you know, a few people in those tiers or like one. It's <laughs> all uh, for you, Carrie. This is all for you, Carrie. <laughs> Um, it's all for you girl <laughs> but it's very much like it's not last minute planning it's just planning that we didn't anticipate doing so soon um so we're not technologically advanced uh i'm working with literally a single laptop and then just like maneuvering the programs within that laptop to screen record this <laughs> and voice record that and, and then julia has to like piece it all together <laughs> oh my cat's biting me stop yeah. <laughs> why'd you do this <laughs> pink pink Ow! Ah, you are not paying attention to me. Pink, therefore, I must die. Literally, a demon right now. What is wrong with you? Back up, fool! Check your privilege, Jesus. Some people think like he's like a human and stuff. Like you're a cat. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So we're not technologically advanced, but we're doing our best. (laughs) We're doing our best, and because of that, the video recordings will be fully unedited so like it's gonna be everything in there i do not have the know-how nor the time nor the want quite frankly to edit the podcast so not only do you get the full video but you just get everything you just get the whole rambling off about so you get the whole whole mess yards it's gonna be very exciting whole deal yeah so now i'm like hyper aware of my facial expressions i know i keep looking at myself and i'm like stop 
bitch. Stop doing that. Um, no, <laughs> I'd also like to mention briefly, for purposes of the law, that <laughs> all the information that we pulled for our stories has been researched online and is not created by us. Um, this is like through educational websites, Wikipedia links, community forums, and published literary works. We do not take credit for the information provided, uh, but we thank the writers who did provide it publicly for sharing it. So, yeah. True that. <laughs> True. Thank you. <laughs> True facts. Bless. Thank you very much. So, yeah, which brings us to our Halloween week one countdown or count us. I'm so excited. I'm Halloween is not that big in England. And it was honestly like a sucker punch. I'm not going to lie. Halloween is my absolute favorite holiday. I just like even a few years ago, I was going to say when I'm little. No, not when I was little. Now (laughs) I would start like planning my Halloween costume in like July because I was like, I need to know what I'm going to be and all these things. It is I just adore it. And it's yeah, so it's exciting really here. And it makes it, me so sad. And that's surprising because I thought Halloween was like a um like a universal thing. I think you know? it might be now. Yeah, like within certain reasons. But yeah, it's just not as big like it's definitely way bigger in America, which I never realized until I left America. And then I was like, oh. Well, that's so unfortunate because Halloween's the freaking best. Like you have Halloween as a kid, which is freaking awesome. And then Halloween as like a teenager is just, you know, you feel a little more spooky, a little more like angsty. And you're like, yeah, me and the, me and the, me say, and the like, guys are going to go like just hang out and like have Halloween parties and stuff. Like it's going to be super cool. Mm-hmm. And then college, college Halloween, whole nother level. Ooh. That's just like next level. Like, let's, say, let's oh, go. What was it? So freshman year i dressed up i didn't mean to i think i was meant to be something else and it all went horribly wrong and so i was a saloon girl so like there was a corset involved there was a tutu involved it was oh my god you looked so good though (laughs) and then sophomore actually no i think i had multiple costumes freshman year because i think i was also black widow freshman year you were so like i had a a good one (laughs) um what else? I don't know what I did sophomore year. I know I was Jessica Rabbit at one point, but I think that was junior year. Yeah. And then, oh, wait. Yeah, sophomore year, I was, um, oh my God, Kim Possible. You were? Oh my God. Like, you had really good Halloween costumes. And they looked freaking yeah, awesome. Senior year, I was in england so i just did like a quick vampire like some fangs thing because it wasn't that big and i was like wow you guys kind of suck it was really upsetting i was going from like yeah i was like last year i literally wore a red ball gown and purple like arm length gloves and then i had to go to just a vampire i felt very sad which is their loss and then i didn't dress up last year oh yeah i didn't even dress up man (laughs) They're doing you dirty over so there. So I'm going to dress up for this podcast. I don't even care. I'm already wearing like orange eyeshadow and lipstick just to be a little spooky. I love you. that. <laughs> I love that for you, bitch. I need to elevate my camera a little bit. I keep looking at myself Thank and you, it's Mom. like, <gasps> who is that? That I angle mean, isn't for her. I, 
I know. I was going to say, I have a double chin at this angle. So I just kind of keep like putting my hand under my chin. And I'm like, yes. I'm just slowly stacking pillows onto my lap. And the camera is just getting higher (laughs) and higher. Classic millennial trick. Well, even though I don't think we're millennials. Classic. Whatever we are. Classic insecurity trick. Yeah, there you go. Oh, gosh. There you go. True fact. So, yeah, as Emmy kind of mentioned earlier, we are doing, like, this Halloween special. I'm going to try and remain sort of in my ghosty, ghouly area, but I'm kind of, at least for this first episode, I kind of also went into the history a little bit of, like, certain things about Halloween. So, today, actually... What I was going to do was Emmy's topic. And then she texted me at 4 a.m. And is like, just so you know, this is my topic. (laughs) Yeah, I did not. Like when I was like, oh, we're doing Halloween lore. I like completely abandoned cryptids. I was like, I'm doing whatever I want. And then I was like, you know, I should probably (laughs) talk to Julia first. And like I went in and like, I was like, I got a, I I just got a feeling. I was like, I got a, because I've never touched base with her. I'm like, what? (laughs) <laughs> like each other's like stories are before we start this yeah and i was like i just got we kind of like it to be a surprise so yeah it's like, i was like i got a feeling we don't do it that yeah she probably I, did the same thing i also because i ended up having a backup story because again i also had this vibe where i was like because i won't ruin it until emmy goes but her story is it's like half ghost half cryptid so i was like you know this could go either way so yeah i have my backup story which is the story of the jack-o'-lantern and why it is called that how it came to be all these things do you know anything about the history of the jack-o'-lantern um i'm who it is named for i don't know i feel like it was i just like so many like cartoons that i've watched about why people have you seen over the garden wall no oh my god it's so good it's like my favorite halloween i've heard it's very good oh my god it's so good it's like my favorite halloween Mm. animation to watch and does this have something to do with like spirits and like trapping spirits in the pumpkin sort of so essentially where we're gonna start is first of all i got all my information from irishtimes.com and then irishcelticjewels.com which i feel like should give you a little hint where this came from um Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so oh, I have some weird script already started where I'm like, many of us have heard of Halloween. I think I can confidently say, like, <laughs> why did I write that? I sound like such a dweeb. But anyway, um, it actually started as a Celtic festival called Samhain, which is spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. And I knew there was, I Googled it because I was like, it's definitely not Samhain or something. I was yeah. like, Mm-mm. it's Samhain. Gosh, just classic. To- Random letters in there that don't make sense. Yeah, just to trick me up. So, this originally was a night when spirits walked the earth, and the living would prepare themselves for visitations of guests, both welcome and unwelcome. This festival gave people both an atmosphere of anticipation and unease, in which come traditions which are both celebratory and defensive. Masks were worn to frighten away demons, Turnips and other root vegetables were carved with terrifying faces in order to scare unwelcome guests, both both living and dead, and tricks were played on the unsuspecting. And I looked at some of these, like, turnips, and I can confirm, they are horrifying. Can confirm scary turnips. (laughs) 
They are so scary. They have one, I forget which museum it was, but I will post it on our Instagram, but it's like a turnip car from 1830 or something. And it, it's actually, it's just, I can't explain. It looks like, like a phantom or something, just like some ghost crying out. It's Ew. just like, <laughs> like, it's not good. So, but, um, and again, I'm writing weird script, but, and what do we associate more with Halloween than carving pumpkins, AKA jack-o'-lanterns? But where on earth did this term come from? And why is it so prevalent in America today? I literally sound like I wrote an English paper. <laughs> I I will be honest with you. I did write a script this time. I like told a story. So <laughs> yes. don't be embarrassed. I love it. Okay. I was like. Ooh, I literally wrote a story so. to read. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm excited. There's a rith mytholo- nope. rich mythology behind the name of the familiar carved pumpkin or turnip. A folktale found across Ireland, Scotland, and I loved this. Apparently in Somerset, it's called Punky Night. Oh my god, like, that is so cute. Right? At first I'm like, oh, is it like pumpkin or is it like a punk kid? But like, I think it's just like, it's a punky, like a pumpkin. I don't know. It was that really cute. That would look so cute <laughs> like on that. like a baby's onesie. Punky Night. <laughs> Not that I don't have a baby, but like, that'd be so cute to see on someone else's baby. Pink, your cat yeah. gets a onesie. Oh my god, he would kill me. He'd like pull out a knife yeah, or a probably. gun and I'd be like, what the heck? Where'd you get that clock? <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> <laughs> done here, girl. Um, yeah. So the jack-o'-lantern initially referred to the natural phenomenon of Ignis Fautus, the f- again, I didn't look up the pronunciation of that. I probably should have, but too late now. Um, which are the flickering marsh lights that appear over bogs and can often lead travelers astray, which are also known as Will-o'-the-Wisp. Um, Irish folk stories offer explanations for this phenomenon. In the 18th century, the uh, epim- <laughs> the eponymous. Uh. <laughs> what on earth is that word? I did not write that down. Oh my god! It- what does that mean? Giving their name to something. Ugh. Okay, so I could be saying it wrong, but the eponymous Jack or Stingy Jack is was said to be a mean-spirited blacksmith who tricked the devil and in return was given an ember from hell to light his lantern. So now I'm going to go kind of into who Stingy Jack is. Um, This is from Kiara, Kiara O'Brien uh, from irishcelticjewels.com. And she really went into depth. And I was like, thank you, Kiara. So Thanks, girl. An Irish... Yeah. For real, an Irish curmudgeon, which I love, named Stingy Jack, is the protagonist of this classic Gaelic folk tale. The story explores themes of amorality, as well as the power of the Irish gift of gab. Hundreds of years ago, a wily grifter named Jack the Smith, or Stingy Jack, lived in one of Ireland's small villages. Over the years, he'd gained a reputation as a slick con man who also enjoyed a drop of whiskey. In fact, Jack's unsavory reputation was so well known that, according to legend, the devil himself came to learn of Jack the Smith and his dirty deeds. Skeptical that this Irish man could be capable of deceits and manipulations that rivaled his own, the devil went to take a look for himself. He found Jack inebriated and roaming the village where he lived. The devil prepared carefully for his first encounter with Jack the Smith. As he saw Stingy Jack looming in the distance, he laid down on a stone pathway, planting a fearsome grin on his face. As soon as Jack saw this sprawled body with its frightening, otherworldly smile, 
he knew exactly who it was. Jack figured the game was up, he'd been caught for all of his sins, and the devil was finally coming to claim his soul. God. Trying to escape hellfire and damnation, Jack cooked up a last resort, one that would grant him a last pint at the local pub, with the devil in tow, before (laughs) Satan took his due. Oh my god. Yeah. The last pint. The devil was intrigued- I know, I know. The devil was intrigued by Jack and took him up on his offer. They departed for the pub, where the devil supplied all manner of intoxicants to Stingy Jack. In order to pay for all of the drinks, Jack convinced Satan to transform himself into a coin that would cover the entire tab. The devil agreed, and once he was turned into a coin, Jack smiled and shoved the piece of money in his pocket. The devil did not know that Jack kept a tiny crucifix in there. The sacred symbol prevented the devil from changing back into his true form and claiming the soul of Stingy Jack. In order to free himself, the devil made a deal with Jack the Smith. They made a pact that would grant Jack an additional decade of freedom. In exchange, the devil could return to his preferred form and wander back to his domain. And after ten years passed, the devil came to try again. Jack's second encounter with the devil began much like the first. Jack seemed to go along with Satan's request. However, he begged for a single apple as a last meal before descending to the underworld. The devil was gullible and accreed agreed to Jack's request. Then, the devil climbed an apple tree to find a tasty snack for the Irishman. While the devil was high up in the tree, Jack placed crosses in a circle around the base of the tree. Thus, Satan was trapped again. I'm like, <laughs> damn. Satan's really uh, getting, like, yeah, he's like, like you know what, fine, I'll give this guy damn it. one more apple, and he's like, fine. <laughs> and he traps him. Oh my god. Um, I know. <laughs> This time, though, Jack made a different deal. He demanded that the devil never take him to hell, and the devil agreed. When Jack died from his wanton lifestyle, he was barred from heaven. Caught in limbo, he decided to ask for permission to the underworld, after all. However, Satan could not break the pact that they'd made and take him in. Instead, he could only give Jack a tiny ember from the hellfire, one which signaled that he was part of the netherworld. Jack was forced to wander this bleak world forever, carrying a burning ember inside of a scooped-out turnip. Many people believe this is the tale that was the inspiration for the Halloween jack-o'-lantern. And then, I found this in the Dublin Penny Journal of 1833. Holy crap. I know, I I was like, cool, show me. Um, And you could, like, actually read it. They had a photo of the page. The author, when traveling with his excessively talkative uncle through a dark night, which I love, is confronted by a phenomenon. His uncle tells the tale of Jack-o'-lantern, showing his pity for this cursed figure doomed to wander with his lantern. And this is all, this next section is a quote from the uncle, and it's like written in olden 1800s language, so it's a little like, what are these spellings? So, to quote, if you knew the sufferings of that forsaken Crather, creature, no, I don't know, Crather, <laughs> since the time the poor soul, spelled S-O-W-L, was doomed to wander with a lantern in his hand on this cold earth without rest for his foot or shelter for his head until the day of judgment. Oh, it would soften the heart of stone to see him as I once <laughs> did. The poor old Dunon, oh God, <laughs> I should have practiced this beforehand. His feet blistered and bleeding, his panines, which apparently are rags, I did get that, 
all flying around him and the rains of heaven beating on his old white head. End quote. Because I couldn't have any more. I was like, I can't read this. Oh my gosh. It's ch- literally, old English is like beautiful sounding, but what the mm. fuck? <laughs> yeah, like doom, doom to Wander was spelled W-A-N-D-H-E-R. And cold was C-O-W-L-T. Man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the story recounted by the uncle is intriguing and complex with Jack, the mean peasant, beginning the tale again as the... Uh, actually, sorry. He began the tale instead of just being like, Jack is a horrible person kind of thing. He did uh, begin the tale with an uncharacteristic act of virtue, helping an old man by the roadside. Um, the old man transforms into an angel and grants Jack three wishes. Jack wishes for anyone who sits in his chair, plucks a bow, boo, from his sycamore tree, <laughs> whoops, um, or attempts to borrow his cobbling's tools to be stuck to the spot. The angel, <laughs> disappointed in his choice of wishes, granted them, but Jack is now barred from heaven because the angel decided, damn, <laughs> nope, that wasn't a nice not situation so that's kind of yeah that was kind of the explanation as to why he was barred from heaven in the beginning and it goes on to say like when the devil went to claim him thus the story of him tricking the devil happens um and then this is all not me but it's fitting that a character trapped in an earthly purgatory should become the lasting symbol of halloween a time when people are there are want to offer a trick as a treat the character of Jack, a figure who doesn't fit into heaven or hell, is unusually complex for a figure from a folktale. Jack-o'-lantern's tramf- transformation from folk anti-hero to carved root vegetable is another chapter in the story. There are references to the carving of turnips, beets, and potatoes at Halloween in Ireland in the 19th century, but the conflation of the jack-o'-lantern story with pumpkin carving seems to have happened in North America, with immigrants from Ireland adapting their traditions to American harvest customs. The first North American reference to jack-o'-lantern comes courtesy of Nathaniel Hawthorne's 1835 story, The Great Carbuncle, about a group of adventurers seeking a precious stone with mystical qualities. You didn't need to know that, but I felt <laughs> just in case it you was were like a little bit of tidbit information I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the quote from the book reads, "Hide it under thy cloak, sayest thou, why it will gleam through the holes and make thee look like a jack-o'-lantern." While the image evoked here suggests a carved pumpkin, it's just as possible that Hawthorne is referring to a Will-o'-the-Wisp. An earlier reference in Washington Irving's Sleepy Hollow, 1820, has the headless horseman flinging a pumpkin at Ichabod Crane. But it's not mentioned whether the pumpkin is carved. It could merely be a useful head-shaped object readily (laughs) available to a prankster on a dark autumn evening. But the first definite connection between pumpkins, Halloween, and the jack-o'-lantern comes in a Canadian news report from Daily News in 1886. And this is another quote from there. The old-time custom of keeping up Halloween was not forgotten last night by the youngsters of the city. There was a great sacrifice of pumpkins from which to make transparent heads and faces, lighted up by the unfailing two inches of tallow candle. Later, the myth seems to have evolved again so that the carved pumpkins were intended to scare away the spirit of Stingy Jack rather than to symbolize the lantern he carried. Another example of the rich layers of myth, folktale, and ritual that inform our Halloween traditions. So that is the story of Stingy Jack and how we have Jack-o'-lantern, which 
again, I think is a little, no, I carved pumpkins last year. I was going to say, but it's a little more popular in America. Yeah. Pumpkins are like a really big thing. It's like super, it's, it's when people smash your pumpkins, it's, (sighs) it's a crime. It's a full on crime. People, yeah, people rage about teenagers smashing other people's pumpkins. How, you leave you their don't pumpkins touch alone. The pumpkins. You leave their pumpkins. People spent alone. a long time on those. <laughs> exactly. Don't touch my pumpkins. Exactly. So yeah, oh it God. wasn't the usual like ghosty, spooky tale, but I just wanted to give a little intro to Halloween. I know it's September. People are probably going to be like, "It's not they're, even October." Yeah, I'm like, they're gonna be like, "You're so spooky annoying." Spooky season. <laughs> Like it's we're still at the beach. No, go back home. <laughs> put on your turtleneck. Cozy up. It's time for fall. Starbucks <laughs> released their pumpkin spice line. Therefore, it's fall or autumn. My thoughts. My thoughts exactly. The I'm, Englishman would say. I am definitely picking up a pumpkin spice latte today. I don't care what anyone says. You can take one look at me and know that I definitely drink many <laughs> of them. I look like I, I drink many of them, but they're so fucking good. <laughs> I don't care. Tomorrow, starting at 9 a.m., I'm not allowed to eat for 24 hours for a minor procedure. I won't go into details, but I'm not allowed to eat, and I'm dreading it. So I think the morning of, because it's set after 9 a.m., I think I'm going to, like, order Starbucks. Oh, yeah. Just treat yourself a little. Just treat yourself a little. Binge a little, and then yeah. not eat for 24 hours. Oh, my God. I could they not I can imagine. drink water. I'm just going to cry a lot. or No, I'll probably sleep a lot because if I'm asleep, I'm not hungry. Exactly. Oh, my God. Life hack. <laughs> Life hack. The more you know. Although we did get a uh, message telling us to stop talking as much about personal lives and to stop using the F word as much. So Aww. not on my Christian Minecraft <laughs> server. Not on my Christian Minecraft. Well, fuck. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, shit. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think I said. I don't think I dropped the f bomb. Oh, I know. I know. I've listened to, to our honest. podcast. I I drop it probably every other sentence. But I can't. Oh no, no, no. I I know. I know. I normally do, but I just mean in this past story that I just said. I don't. Oh, think I, I, said I think. It, I think I don't we've know. been we've been quite Christian. Whatever. <laughs> none. Yes. None priestess. Or I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm probably still gonna say the F. Whatever. I'm sorry, listener. Go ahead. <laughs> My apologies. It 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 don't matter. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh gosh. Um but that but well, you the story you told is actually a really good segue. I know. That ending there, I was like, yeah, girl, I, I like, got you. Set you oh, up. God, I see you, bitch. I see what you've done mm-hmm. and I appreciate it. Because I'm talking about, is it Ichabod? Ichabod? I've I've always said Ichabod. Ichabod. I think it's Ichabod. I'm talking at about- least in the movie with Johnny Depp. It's Ichabod. Okay, then we'll call him Ichabod. It's I'm telling the story of Ichabod <laughs> Crane and the Headless Horseman. And it's going to be yeah. beautiful. I did a lot of research. I read briefly through like skimmed through some notes on the legend of sleepy hollow by washington irving and Mm -hmm. then i looked you know i looked up the headless horseman i looked up the legend of sleepy hollow but outside of the book kind of like people's perspectives 
and kind of Sleepy Hollow in general, sort of like the demographic, the geographic location, and all that goody, mm-hmm. good, good. So I'll yeah. just dive right in because I basically Ooh. wrote a story. <laughs> I'm so excited. Let's oh, go. God. All right. Our story begins in 1790 in the small town of Sleepy Hollow, New York. Located in the town of Mount I knew Pleasant. it was in New York. I was like, wait a minute. Isn't this in New York? Sorry. Hell yeah. I was girl. like, I've definitely been, like, I've driven past there. Yeah, I. Anyway. I, I feel like I knew it was in New York, but I didn't. I didn't know until actually reading this. I like I wasn't given factual information to confirm it until studying this. So it was actually pretty cool. Yeah. But <laughs> the village rests on the east bank of the Hudson River, a mere 30 miles north of New York City. The town was abundant with natural beauty from its season-changing trees and riverside views. However, it's not the scenery that brings us here today. It's the mystery, the intrigue, and the horror behind what rests behind the village's old Dutch church. And that is the cemetery. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) At this point in time, the country was entering a new phase of life. Having won independence in 1783, America was in the motions of piecing themselves together as a formidable country. Years had passed since the bodies of soldiers were buried in hometowns and cities. And some of these names and faces were long forgotten at this point. It was this unfortunate circumstance in which we find a Hessian soldier, unnamed and unknown, buried deep beneath the cold dirt of the old Dutch church. Cast aside in a battle no one remembers, his head blown clean off by cannons, the man was put to rest in Sleepy Hollow. At least, that was what the townspeople assumed. Until the night of their (laughs) harvest party. Dun dun dun! Oh, it's always it's I always, love this. <laughs> it's so always dramatic. a fall party, mm-hmm. you know. It's always like yeah. some cold and chilly night party that just goes wrong. Something, have you ever seen the Johnny Depp Sleepy Hollow movie? I have not. I do recommend. It's Johnny Depp and Christina Ritchie. Oh, um, yeah, and it's he's Ichabod. She's the daughter Katrina like it's young yes thank you he's young uh Johnny Depp like, I think it was made in the 90s and it's hallelujah <laughs> thank you what? Johnny thank you Johnny Depp for being we haven't here. had a uh episode thirst in a while at the beginning, we were, like, commenting on everything that we were, we were like, like, oh, my God. ass. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> and now I know. My dad said he listened to one of our episodes, and I was too scared to ask which one. Which one was? <laughs> it's probably the most embarrassing. I think he said he, he listened <clears throat> to a part of one. And, yeah. The one who said maybe we should chill on the uh, F words. Oh, God. <laughs> Give me Oops. a break. I'm not 12. <laughs> Cut that out. I don't want to yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get yelled at you. I'm sorry, Dad. Don't yell I'm at me. <laughs> I'm 24, but I'm scared of you. <laughs> I'm terrified of being yelled at by older adults. <laughs> True that. Oh, God. Where were we here? Anyway, sorry. But good movie. It's on Netflix. <laughs> oh, it's on Netflix? Okay. I can definitely watch it then. Yeah. I have Netflix. Um... Okay, Mm -hmm. the annual harvest party. It was there 
that Ichabod Crane, a lean, lanky, and extremely superstitious schoolmaster from Connecticut, stacked up against the local Abraham Brom Bones Van Brunt for the hand of the lovely 18-year-old Katrina Van Tassel. Bones was a local hero. She was 18. And Yeah, she was 18. Uh, <laughs> how old were they? I didn't find any ages of them. They were men, though. Older than 18, they, they were, were men. <laughs> they were, like, grown-ass men. Um, <clears throat> Bones was a local hero, and Crane, to his dismay, was viewed as a simple Yankee an outsider, basically. Um, with the intention of proposing to Katrina, Crane attends this local harvest party being held at her family's home. There, Crane dances, partakes in the feast, and listens to ghostly legends by Brahm and the locals. As the night progresses, um, Crane sort of, he misses his chance. He wasted too much time talking to Brahm Bones and the locals, and his desires for hands in marriage are met with ill reality. He had failed to secure Katrina's hand in time. Distraught and heavy-hearted, mm-hmm. Crane hops on his horse, Gunpowder, and makes the journey to his quarters at one of the farmhouses in Sleepy Hollow. He passes numerous haunted spots, recalling them from the past evening stories. As he rode, he felt a chill creep over his body. He wasn't the type of man who handled the dark very well. Crane's imagination runs rampant, as he pushes his horse on, galloping past a lightning-stricken tulip tree supposedly haunted by the ghost of British spy major Andre, in the back of his mind, he hears Brahm's laughter back at the party and the pestering of the locals as they edge his brain into hysterics. Upon reaching an intersection, he pulls the reins and brings gunpowder to a halt. Before him, in the shadow of night, a cloaked rider blocks his path. Crane, already on edge is made more unsettled by the figure's sheer size and eerie silence. His eyes move across the rider, and, in startling realization that makes his heart stop, he realizes the rider is headless. He has no ah. head! He's got ah. no brains! <laughs> so, Crane is like, like, what the hell? Crane grips his reins and urges Gunpowder ahead with swift kicks to the flanks. He races towards the Gunpowder. bridge. Oh, I know, poor baby! He races, that. <laughs> he, he races towards the bridge adjacent to the old Dutch burying ground, desperation making his heart swell and his breath fall short. For a moment, as Gunpowder's hooves meet the other side of the bridge, Crane feels a sense of relief. The ghoul, he recalls, is to vanish in a flash of fire and brimstone. The monster is to never cross the bridge to follow its victims. The in- this instance, however, is short-lived. As Crane steals a glance behind him, he finds, to his horror, that the rider had a head after all. The only difference was that it was in his hand. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) The ghoul's horse rears, and with a mighty hurl, the rider chucks his severed head directly at Crane. The schoolmaster attempts to dodge, but it's too late. The object strucks his head and sends him tumbling off his horse and into the dust. Just imagine using your head as a weapon. Oh, right? Like, what the fuck is that all about? Like, I'd be like, that. I'd be yeet. so scared. I would be so scared. Like, not only do you not have a head that you're just holding in your arms, but you then just whip it at me. Yeah, like, that's a nightmare. Like, that's an, ac- that's no an actual nightmare. Mm. So the night passes, and by morning, Crane is nowhere to be found. Katrina and Brahm later get married, though the story of Ichabod Crane is often brought up between them. Katrina often notes that during these discussions, 
Brahm is oddly knowing of what may have happened that evening. The only relics of that night were the schoolmaster's discarded hat, gunpowder's trampled saddle, and a mysterious shattered pumpkin. It is said that the writer, right? I know. Where is the horse? That's my concern. Like, frick crane, like, sorry that happened to you, but where the hell is gunpowder? Save him. Gunpowder. (laughs) My baby. My babes. So it's said that the writer may have, in fact, been Brom, who was an agile writer and in his jealousy attacked Crane in order to secure his marriage with Katrina. In terror, Crane may have fled Sleepy Hollow, or perhaps, more sinisterly, Brom didn't let him escape at all and finish the job himself. Now, right? That's why I was like, damn, bro, like, fucking relax, bro. Bro, yeah, chill. You had had the girl. You had the woman. (laughs) Chill. Like, child. Anyways. (laughs) Now, it is the old Dutch wives who promote the belief that Crane was spirited away by supernatural means. They say back over the bridge where the lightning struck tree in the Hessian headless soldier Rome, Ichabod Crane's melancholy spirit dwells another addition to Sleepy Hollow. Da, 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 da. And that's the story. There's also an... Oh, I have like a little list of other folklore. But what, what, did something else happen in Sleepy Hollow? Mm. No, 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 I was just going to say there's also like, I think, I don't know if it's Disney, but there's like an animated... Uh, Sleepy Hollow movie. Oh yeah, I did see that. that it was I, like, on vaguely was, recall. Yeah, it was on the Wikipedia page. It was like where like popular media. Where can you? Yeah, yeah. Can you I definitely see, watched that as a kid. See things. I don't think it was Disney though. But sorry, Come it was on. probably. What's that other one? DreamWorks. Yeah, DreamWorks and oh my god. Why do I keep thinking Postmates? That is not what it is. It's a food service. <laughs> but uh, I was gonna say Postmates wants to us. <laughs> By the way, um, seeing they we are they're not sponsoring us. I just want to throw that. Out. That would be amazing though. That uh, would be, yeah, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, nineteen forty nine. Damn. What? I had no idea it was that old. Um, let me wow. see. Wow. Who was it made by though? Who made you? Who did it? Who are you? Oh, Disney. It was Disney. Oh. I lied. Disney's... <laughs> I bet you that's on Disney+. Plus. Probably. <laughs> Damn, we'll go check that out and let us know how it is. Yeah. Let's... Let, let, if anyone goes and watches it, leave us a note. Tell us how good it is so we can maybe watch it. <clears throat> but, man, I am congested. I am Girl, congested. cough it out. Just <coughs> hawk a loogie. this video is gonna be really weird um (laughs) um so that is the the sleepy hollow headless horseman there are other folklores sort of in the england uk sphere um that kind of follow a similar idea of just like a man without a head so scottish folklore says a headless horseman named ewan who was decapitated in a clan battle at Glen Caner on the Isle of Mull. It said the haunt is said to haunt the area because the battle denied him any chance of being a chieftain? 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 Chieftain, I think. It's really like chief and then tain. Chieftain. Yeah, I think it's... It's probably still just Chieftain or something. Oh, yeah. I think it's Chieftain. 
chieftain. Uh, so he was denied extra that letters. Right. Yeah, but my thoughts exactly. Uh. Um, and so him and his horse and his horse are both headless, and they both roam the area no! where the battle took place. Oh, not the horse! I know. That's why I said I was like, my guy, what's up? Leave, leave the horse out of leave this. Leave the fucking horse alone. Yeah. They don't want any part of this. Oh. That's facts. Um, an English folklore, and I actually read this in one of my literary courses in college, Gawain and the Green Knight. It's actually, it's really good. I highly recommend it. It's a 14th century poem. Basically, um, a giant green knight was beheaded by Gawain, and the green knight is said to hold his head in one hand and rides after Gawain after he beheads him and I guess every year challenges him to a new duel as like as revenge and he just runs around yeah. with like yeah. his head in his hand. Da, da, da. All Which right. I, I, like more power to you, but my God, man's you already <laughs> lost the first battle when you lost your head. Sometimes like, you have to just sometimes you just gotta let it go. My let thoughts. bygones be bygones. <laughs> like you just... don't like you really think you can uh, get him back? He cut your head off. It's over. I was gonna say, I'm like, you can't reattach the head. Like, yeah, just, you can't okay. outdo that. You can't outdo. Yeah, just shake on it. It's okay. It's okay uh, to lose. And the last folklore sort of tidbit was the Irish folklore, which says that the headless horseman is actually a headless demonic fairy, usually riding a horse and carrying his head under his arm. He wields a whip made of Made from a human corpse spine. Cute. Oh, you know, I was about to say kinky, but I'm really glad I waited <laughs> until oh, you yeah. said it was it's a spine. Just, ooh, kinky, human spine. I was spine. like, oh, <gasps> kinky, no, oh, no, just kidding. Just kidding. Not, Not good. Kinky. Not good. Very scary. <laughs> so he's also, I guess, called like the dark man. And whenever he stops riding, like whenever he halts his horse, someone dies. And whenever he calls oh. out a name, that person immediately dies. Okay. So yeah, love that, that guy's pretty scary. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think he's the scariest out of all of them. To be honest, yeah, he seems a little more vindictive, um, malicious. Yeah. Dare I say? Yeah. Anyone who carries a spine whip. You know, I—that's what I was thinking. I was like, what really caught me off guard was the human spine whip. I have to say. Yeah. Hmm. That would make him a villain, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Oh, gosh. But yeah, fellas, that's the Headless Horseman, which I think is one of the more prominent Halloween tales people hear growing yeah, up. Yeah, definitely. Something okay, uh, now I'm like, is it because we live in New York? Like, I wonder oh. if other people around the country are like, what are you talking about? That's a good point. I didn't even think of that. I didn't Kind of like how we learned it. how we had to learn about like the Erie Canal and like the importance and then I does talked no to other one else, people and they're like, Does no one What's... else learn that? No one knows what the Erie Canal is and if they do it's just in like brief passing as like yeah I know Are it's a thing serious? in New York but like yeah we had to spend like units on the Erie Canal um, Not just <laughs> people units. are like I don't know what that is. Oh are my god. You I had to do like real? projects and yeah, like no one learns about There's the a song. There's a us. song. I've got a mule and her name is Sal. Fifteen miles on the Erie Canal. 
She's a good old worker. She's a good old pal. 15 miles on the Erie Canal. On the Erie Canal. Literally, it's so cringy. Some barges in our day filled with lumber. I can't believe you remember this whole thing. We know every inch of the way from Albany to Buffalo. (laughs) Oh my god. That was a throwback. Wow. No one knows that? That blows my mind. No one knows about the Erie Canal. It It made me so upset. I was like... It almost feels like a cult now looking back at it. (laughs) For real. They were like, this was so important to our town. Everyone needs to learn about it. It's like... We would stand in a group and learn this song and sing it together. Mm-hmm. That seems disturbing to me now. Like, get that out. Uh, don't even get me started on the, you know, the whole pledge of allegiance. Oh God! Do you know how scary that is to like explain look that back to people on, that we all just stood up all at the same time, same hand motion, and just recited this thing word for word, essentially pledging ourselves to our country and government. Like, doesn't what? seem doesn't sound no one very else does dem- that. It doesn't sound very democratic to me. Nope. And you know I the whole separation of church and state, but we have to pledge allegiance to God or something. And it's like, what? <laughs> I'm telling you, we're in a simulation and, if you didn't do it, and like, none of it makes sense. You could sense. get detention. Oh, for sure. You'd, you'd get, get detention you'd if you get didn't do it. You'd get in school suspension. Yeah. You'd have to like sit like, in, in, in. You had to do it. There's like one little room right across from the freaking lunchroom or whatever, from like the tutoring yeah. spot too. And. Yeah. Yeah, you would, God, you would have to sit in there all yeah. day. Freaking weird. Yeah. For, uh, the just US because you didn't want to. It, I for real, pledge is. allegiance I'm just like... to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yeah, what is that under God that stuff? Like, not that I'm not patriotic, but I'm, I'm not that thumb? patriotic. Like. There was a very loud thump from my flat. I'm gonna just casually text my flatmate. <laughs> I'm sure she's are alive. there are there ghosts here? Don't start with me. The ghosts are coming. It's oh. the shadow people. Stop. <laughs> uh, I'm just oh. cut, cut that out. That laugh was terrible. Don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Low it's bridge. All good. Everybody. So, yeah. Down. Low bridge, yeah, we're coming to your town. You always know your neighbor and you always know your pal if you ever navigated on the Erie Canal. Oh my god. I have it stuck in my head now. I can't believe you know it like word for word though. <laughs> like there's a whole other like Oh my god. Yeah, it's like a long song, bro. That's crazy. Wild. Absolutely wild. Almost as wild as our Patreons, which we're going to thank right now. Thank you for that segue, Julia. <laughs> I planned um, it. You're welcome. It was, it was planned. Um, thank you so much for our Patreon contributors, Cassia and Carrie. We love you. We treasure you. And you're our biggest supporters. Our so. best. Blessed our best friends. to have you on we our are... tier two and three. I believe we are meant to do a monthly ask me anything for Carrie, but no one's asked us anything. 
That is up to you, Carrie. If you have some deep questions that you need to know about us, by all means. By all means. We will answer it and put it on Patreon. Yeah. (laughs) Could be anything. It could be like, what is your favorite color? Or what is your deepest trauma? Yeah. Yeah. How often do you shower each week? I, it's, you're going to be disappointed <laughs> by that answer because it's really Ugh. low. <laughs> it's extremely low. Shockingly like, enough. Just don't look at my hair too closely. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, that's what dry shampoo's for. <laughs> for real. Oh my god, I just grossed out about half our viewers. They're like, um, nasty. It's fine. XL. I shower. <laughs> Me too. I just don't wash my I hair. I use dry shampoo. I do use dry you're shampoo. You're not supposed to every day. That's what I'm saying. You're supposed to, you're supposed to let it Especially because my hair, I know for any viewers, it doesn't look it, but my hair is wavy and I don't know. I'm trying to learn how to tame it and I brushed through it before this, which is like the biggest rule. Do not brush wavy or curly hair. And I was just like, I'm going to do it anyway. So that's why that's why it's like out to here. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) doing your best, honestly, doing my best for real. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this first Halloween spectacular episode. We're going to be bringing you more Halloween shenanigans until the 31st of October. So if you hate Halloween, I am so sorry. But you're in the wrong place. Yeah, this is the wrong next eight weeks for you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm also probably on Halloween or whenever we record it. I'll probably dress up. Oh my god. Uh, just to record. We have to. We have to. <laughs> what day is Halloween I land will. on? I think it's like a Saturday, which is great if we, you know, didn't have a pandemic. Let me see. Yeah, it's Saturday. That's beautiful. But, you know. We can't we do anything, but it's still beautiful. Stupid pandemic. Dang it, COVID. Perfect Saturday night. I've literally waited for a Halloween Saturday night for seven years. The brutality, honestly. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, so I remember all throughout college, we it was during weekdays, which was the worst. That's it was true. Just like, well. Damn. Doesn't matter. But thank you again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, don't tell us. Yeah, we have very, we're very sensitive. But as always. <laughs> My dear listeners, our dear listeners, stay spooky, my friends. We're your hosts. I'm Emmy. And I'm Julia. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye.